Trying to pump up your motivation to stick with a difficult habit is like trying to force water through a bent hose. I mean, you could do it, but it requires a lot of effort and increases the tension in your life. Too many of us are like those bent hoses. I mean, as a bent hose, some water can flow through it, but not very much. And we kind of have two possible solutions to the problem. We could either like crank up the volume and force more water out or simply just and easy enough, remove the bend in the hose and just let the flow of the water come naturally. But how can we get past points of ourselves that make us getting to another level easier, especially when we kind of have, I don't want to say little motivation, desire, ability, time to change. In this episode, I'll tell you the secret to just that. back I was reading a book by someone by the names of James Clear and when I was reading it just totally sparked my idea for this podcast and sharing some of the information with you that I said hmm people doing more by using less energy and trying less that sounds pretty amazing let's see if I could share that with my audience and they'd be interested and I asked a couple of you and you were like yes Please give me that information. How can I achieve more by doing less? Well, in this episode, we're going to totally cover it. Before usual, I just want to uh, give my shout out, but today's a special one. I have some really great news I wanted to share with you guys. Now, I asked this sister if I could use her name, but she was a bit shy because of I'll tell you why in a second. And she's new and coming out, and she doesn't really want everybody to know yet. She's a bit shy. So I'm still going to shout her out because I know she listens to my podcast. In fact, the good news is this podcast has inspired another one of our our sisters. Well, now she's our sister in Islam to take Shahada. I was contacted by a beautiful sister just two days ago, and um, she read to me um, an email regarding you know how she has been listening to the podcast and following the podcast and because of it she's decided to change her life and become Muslim and I was like oh my goodness and I had to share this with you guys because I want you to know that sometimes you feel like you're just sharing what you know but you never know how it can affect someone else's life. If someone is now going to live their life as an entirely different religion or deen, and they feel like they've finally found what they've been looking for or their path to truth, that's profound. Someone's life is entirely changed. So I just want to share this beautiful, beautiful news and just please make dua for that sister regardless. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, make it easy for her because it, it will be challenging, you know, to do something new. But new things are always challenging. That's to be expected. And at the same time, there is just a beautiful path in front of her. So I just wanted to say to all of you, share. Don't be shy to share because you never never know. I mean, I didn't even know that my sister sister was out there like listening to me, listening to the podcast and subhanallah, it changed her life. And that's literally because I just shared what I knew. It wasn't out of anything else and other than obviously the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So keep sharing and uh, let's try to build each other up as sisters. Subhanallah. 
Okay, if you don't already know me, my name is Mindful Muslima, and this is the podcast where I am going to be giving you tons of information on how to improve your life and make it easier to live as a modern Muslima. And we cover topics of love, parenting, homeschooling, relationships, life hacks, and today I have a life hack that I know is going to get you, inshallah to where you need to go because it helped me so much and it helped so many other women that I know that use it. So we're going to dive right in and we're going to kind of talk about some effective ways to reduce friction. You're going to hear me use this term like reducing friction. It's just a way of saying like making stuff easier. How can I get to the place I want to go, achieve more, you know, be this or that that I want to be with less effort. The average person is looking to do things in the easiest way possible. And I'm like, hey, all right, it's okay. But let me tell you how to do it in a more effective way. So that's what we're going to cover today. It's going to be pretty simple, pretty easy. And, um, you know, one of the one of the easiest ways to reduce friction is by environment design. So when you actually can't change yourself internally and you're struggling with that, you can't get to the next part of yourself, the environment change can do you wonders. Now, hold on a second before you say, wait, I can't do that because such and such and such about my environment. Hold up. Give me a minute. Give me a chance to explain a bit more. And um, what I want to explain is if you if you basically can learn how to optimize your environment, it'll make this actual action of getting to the next level of yourself and whatever it is easier. And I'm going to give you some examples. Um, for example, when deciding when to practice a new habit, it's actually best to choose a place that's already along the path of your daily routine. So like instead of doing something like drastically different, you could look right in your own routine and say, what's a tiny tweak I can do that will get something to change in my life in a more positive way. Habits, habits are way easier to build when they fit already into our flow of life. And we often don't even realize it, but there's tons of ways we could do better by just doing tiny, tiny tweaks and things that we naturally do every day. And I'm going to kind of mention some of those today if, if you know, if you haven't already thought of those. And like, I'll, I'll give you another example. You're, you're more likely to go to the gym if it's on your way to work. Because stopping doesn't add much friction to your life. So like if I purposefully, like I wanted to lose weight, I wanted to look better, it's much easier to pick a gym that's close to my vicinity than one that's like way on the other side of town. Because think about like how many times I'm going to convince myself to not go to the gym because it's way too far and I don't have time. You know what I mean? So sometimes just putting things within our path is the key. And I'll give you another example. So let's say I um, I want to eat again a more healthy lifestyle. I want to lose some weight, whatever it is, feel better, be healthier. If I put snacks on the counter that normally would be like hidden in cupboards, it's much more likely I'm going to reach for that those snacks before anything else. I do this personally with my children in my refrigerator. Um, as soon as you open my fridge, the, there's this medium drawer like right in the middle. It's at the exact eye level of children or chest level of children. And it's full of colorful fruit it's just like a big long tray I think it was meant for like a cake cake like a cake tray or if you're having parties and I'm like oh no so I, I take all my oranges apples raspberry like you know packages of raspberries whatever everything so colorful so inviting all different colors and I just fill up that tray my children say they're hungry I say open the fridge it's right there for you pick something so when you make things super accessible and easy and already in your path it's so much easier to do it. So the first 
like kind of advice is think of a way to incorporate a new habit that is already within your reach. It's just like literally about putting stuff from the fridge to the counter or the, the cabinet to the counter or making sure that it's somewhere on your way to work or on your way to school or whatever. Think of You might be walking past, let's say, for example, a smoothie bar every day on your way to school or work, but you just never like legit paid attention. You're like, okay, well, if I make a point on once a week to stop by there, like that would just be a step in the right direction or something. You know, like there's just tons of things you could do in your schedule and in your path. It's it's about us becoming more mindful, right? That's like the whole the whole preface of my podcast, like be more mindful, look around, think there could be easy ways. But you can't figure these ways out, guys. I just want to be super honest unless you actually stop and think about them. So after you listen to this podcast, set aside at least five to 10 minutes of your life where you're going to be like, let me look at my schedule. Let me think about what I'm trying to achieve and say, is there anything within my path where I can do that? And I'm going to give you some more tips and things here that you could get as you have that mini conversation with yourself. Okay. So the second thing is, and perhaps the most effective things is to not to um, try to add something small, but it's to take something small away that will reduce the friction within your house or your um, workplace or school place or whatever. Too often, we're kind of trying to start habits in a high friction environment. And I'll explain what I mean um, in one minute. So, you know, we can remove these points of friction. I'm going to talk about how that, how that, how some other people do that. That way it can give us kind of a clue. So there is something that Japanese companies do that I learned about that I just wanted to share with you. Um, Japanese companies kind of look in their businesses for every point of friction in the manufacturing process and they eliminate it. Like it's part of their thing. So they're not like, oh, let me just build stuff and love whatever and kick it out and make money. They're like, no. Let's review, again, the reflection and the mindfulness, what we're doing and say, how can we reduce the friction? How can we make this an easier and simpler way of doing things? And they sit and they might chat with a team or whatever, or they might have individual people who work on that problem and they try to come up with things, but they legit sit there and they subtract wasted effort, time lost, added, you know, and and by doing this, they've added customers and revenue. Similarly, we can remove points of friction that sap our day of time and energy, and we can achieve even more with less effort. Okay. And this is what we're, this is the actual point. Like I've actually done this. And for those of you who have spoken to me privately, publicly so many times, you're like, how do you get so much done? I'm a mom with five kids. I like do full on work outside the house. I homeschool kids and I do this podcast and everything attached to that. I do community speaking engagements. Um, I do private consultation. Maybe I'll put the link down there if you guys want. I always do uh, free 15 minute consultations for like, and if people want to do more, they can. But like, I always, I'm constantly doing things and people are like, how in the world can you do that? I do this process. I will look within my schedule my day and I say, where can I remove the friction? Where am I wasting time? Like, for example, let's pretend you're going to go do something like, oh, I'm going to go research like, you know, how to like lose weight. And then two seconds later, you're like watching all these kinds of cat videos or something like that. You know, like you're just wasting time scrolling on like whatever it is, YouTube, TikTok, whatever. And you're just watching dumb things for like 30 minutes to an hour. Let's be real. There's tons of time in our day that we're just totally blowing. So if I read, not that those are my personal things, but I'm just saying like the average person right now and so like the the thing is if you stop and say where am I wasting time then you actually win back a ton of time there's a ton of time 
So there are actually a ton of habit-forming products that you probably didn't even notice in terms of services that are offered to us all the time, online especially, and they're like kind of right under our noses. So I'm going to mention a couple. And the reason that these services are doing well um, is because they're reducing friction in our life. They're making it easier for us to do things. And I'll give you some examples. One is like mail... um, meal delivery services, right? You ever see those new services like, oh, we'll send you like everything you need to cook your meal, like everything is there, except and the recipe comes and you can make it yourself. So you don't even have to shop for those specific items. Or how about those grocery, um, you know, I don't want to say like all the names, but like something like Instacart, I don't know where you are in your country, that you could just basically have them deliver groceries straight to your house. You don't even have to go grocery shopping anymore. We see dating apps, um, you know, all types of things that make it so easy to do things. I mean, maybe ride sharing and, and the, the, for example, the meal delivery, right? It reduces the friction of shopping for groceries and the dating app reduces the friction of social interactions, right? Because if I'm going on a dating app, not that I'm promoting that at all, but if I'm going on a dating app, then I don't have to have the awkwardness of dealing with people in person I could just do it from behind a screen. That seems way easier. And so they're making it easier to do things. Sometimes it's a good easier, not a good easier. But um, even like ride sharing, right? If you want to do that with an app, these services reduce the friction of getting from one side of town to the other. Or even text messaging, right? No one wants to send letters anymore if they do it all. And so getting these messages out quickly, it makes that so much easier. So, you know, just kind of like the Japanese manufacturers they're reducing wasted motion and successful companies design things that basically automate eliminate simplify steps as much as possible and they're they're limiting how long it takes for them to do things even sometimes in the form of steps like let's say for example there was like an office space and they noticed after they were reflecting and stopping that's the key here guys reflecting and stopping again when you're done with this podcast take the five to ten minutes and reflect on your life and schedule it's it's part of the process right so let's say they look at an office space and they say okay we notice people when they're making copies have to walk across the room and back and across the room and back that's wasted time let's move the copy machine to a different corner of the room so it's easy access and they're not wasting all that time crossing back and forth I mean it's it's something like if I was a mom let's say for example not that I'm not a mom right but I mean like if I was a mom that had this problem for example laundry let's pretend you have like a laundry machine on one floor but you put the basket of clothes with the dirty clothes in the other it's totally gonna be a ton of friction for me to think of every time I have to do laundry I have to drag this thing of clothes up the stairs put everything drag it back down so maybe I want to put the basket next to the laundry or maybe I um you know, want to bring the machine down a different floor. It's something like that, that is going to make it more likely for you to attack the laundry, which everybody loves, right? Now, there's some people who actually love folding laundry. Um, I am not one of them, but some people love to fold laundry. It's therapeutic. They love it. That's cool. But for many people, it's, it's a chore. And so if you reduce the friction and you make it easier for you to do, you're basically making it more likely that you're going to do it and you're going to do it in less time in a more efficient manner. So the big idea basically that we're trying to to talk about here is to create an environment where doing the right thing is as easy as possible. Now, let's make a connection between that and Islam. 
Um, I'm going to give you an example with prayer, right? So a lot of people delay prayer and it's like, oh, inshallah, one minute I'm doing something. Oh, I don't have. So I had actually want to share a problem that um, a group of women, different women at different times had shared with me and then I had made a suggestion and then now they fixed it, alhamdulillah, because it was something as much as just like stopping and asking themselves, is that the best way to do things or is there a better way and that's really what all of us are called to do about every part in our life in this five to ten minute conversation I'm suggesting that we have with ourselves about like you know just figuring out how to how to achieve more uh, with less effort or little effort so the example of salah so for example I know some women that they do work in the house right they're doing like the housework the cooking the cleaning whatever and when you do that you wear like house clothing right maybe your arms are showing your legs are showing your hair is out whatever because you're in your house but when this a lot time comes it's like oh I have to go in my room and I have to find a sweater or I have to throw on a skirt or I have to take a hijab and and you know sometimes you're just so busy and so stressed out you're not thinking of the logic of things so again these people too some of the women had complained their laundry wasn't done so they couldn't find things uh, I can't find this dress and so I was like delay delay so I made this simple suggestion that I'm sure plenty of you do because this might not be your problem. Your problem could be something else. Everybody has their own thing. Um, and I suggested them getting the one piece prayer outfit and not just having it, you know, buying it, but putting it in a place that's super easily accessible and a no brainer just to get to. So, for example, if they had a door in their bedroom, hanging it on the back of the door with a hook or somewhere like that was easily accessible and they were able to do it. So that was it. Like as soon as they had that, now they could just throw it over their body, pray really quick, throw it back on the door for the next time. And there really is no reason not to pray on time. And so sometimes we just keep moving, but we don't actually think like what's stopping me because we just think we don't have any time to address it, but we're actually making things harder and longer because we're not actually addressing it. So sometimes we actually should stop and actually most times right? stop and address it. I'll give you another example. I know a sister that was like, her, her arms were showing a little bit sometimes, you know, like the wrist, because sometimes, you know, you like that cute sweater, but it's got like a three-quarter sleeve, and you're like, oh, I could just pull it down, and my, my, my wrist won't show, but it kind of does, and it was like this constant um, issue, and after a while, it was just like, oh, who cares, anyone, no, anyway, nobody's looking, you know, like Shaitan convinces you it's not a big deal. And so I had made a suggestion to a sister, like, hey, you know those, like, arm sleeve things that you could pull up? They're super elasticy in their arm. I was like, you know, um, I bought a pair of those, and I keep them in, like, my sock drawer. So anytime I have a situation where I feel like, you know, if I pick up my arm, because, like, I, I teach, I give speeches and things like that, and my arms, I, I move them a lot. And there could be a chance that, like, my, if I'm wearing a loose shirt that the sleeve could come down. I said, so I put these on underneath, and it's not a big deal. And, you know... I make sure they're in a place where I know I'm going to go every day anyway, like my sock drawer because I need to put on socks. And so sometimes it's just having something, but then also having it in a place that's easily accessible or in your path, like I said, and you would have went there anyway, like where, whatever it is. So just little tweaks like that. If we stop and think, I'm sure there are things that we could do that can make things more successful for ourselves. Okay, so I'm going to end with just getting into a few simple ways to make good habits the past of least the path of least resistance and i have some really realistic um suggestions regarding things that are usually tripping people up like totally messing people up like they're watching too much tv they're on their phone too much they're um not eating right and they want to uh too much social media or whatever like that these things that are bad habits that tend to slow us down and get in our way 
it's hard to implement small, teeny new things if you have these things existing. So I'm just going to give some quick ideas on how to get them to be less of an issue, uh, even though you've tried before and it's been hard. So least resistance, right? So you can basically take this principle that I'm talking about and prime the environment and making bad behaviors difficult. So as much as we're trying to make good behaviors easy, making bad behaviors difficult is also a little trick that I want to share with you that I've done to myself. So if you find yourself, for example, watching too much TV, right? You get all caught up on Netflix, this and that. Now, don't get me wrong. I know people could do this on computers and phones, but you could do something similar. I'm just giving an example. If you find yourself watching too much TV, for example, then unplug the TV after every time you use it. And you're like, why would I want to do that? That sounds annoying. Exactly. That's the point. (laughs) Only plug it back in if you can say out loud the name of the show you want to watch. Like you could just make up anything where you can unplug the TV. Let's just think about unplugging the TV. How annoying is it that every time you want to go watch TV, you have to go plug it in? Is it easy to do? Yes. Is it annoying? Yes. So it's less likely. Now let's pretend you need even more of a deterrent. Okay. Every time you're done watching TV, unplug the TV and take the batteries out. Like, I'm just saying, you make it super annoying to have to watch TV. And you're like, I don't want to get the batteries. I'm going to plug it in. I'm sitting on the couch. I'm so comfy. Like, do things that will make it harder for you to do something that would be a bad habit or like a time waster. We know in Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask us about time. And there's a lot of stuff that I'm going to mention in the next couple of months that will be really related to that. And they're also stopping us. And then we say we have no time. But come on, guys. We're wasting so much time on nonsense things, right? Now, um, with the phone. So that's another one. Like I know a lot of women that they struggle with, like they bring the phone in their bed and they're up late looking at their phone. Like, oh, I'm going to bed now. But they bring their phone in their bed. And for the next 30 minutes to an hour, they're like scrolling on the phone and sending messages and on apps and whatever. And then they try to go to sleep and then they wake up late for Fajr. And they're like, oh, astaghfirullah, I can't wake up for Fajr. It's too hard for me. Because and I'm like, come on. You bring in the phone in the bed. By the way, just if you guys didn't know this, there's actually like a blue light or something that's emitted from the phone that actually makes it, it's like waves, um, that actually make it hard for you to um, sleep after you have watched it so if you're suffering from um you know insomnia that could actually be a cause of it as well if you're bringing the phone they even say putting the phone near your head in your bed you shouldn't do that because of the waves and it's just making it hard for you to get a peaceful rest so that is something to think about so suggestion there is take the phone and put it on the other side of the room if you can in another room I know a lot of people use it as an alarm as far away from you as possible some people are going to be like well I'm going to get up anyway and go across the room okay well then find another way the point is make it super annoying for yourself to do that bad habit you know, this is this is the thing. We have to take a minute to ourselves and say, how can I deter myself? Almost like trick yourself. I know it sounds silly, but how can I deter myself from doing that? And, you know, it's remarkable how just like a little friction is required to make us, you know, stop unwanted behavior. Now, let's look at food, for example. If you're the person that like, like wants to eat better, but you're struggling. Well, my suggestion, first of all, is just because I'm, I'm a whole plant, I'm, a, I'm a, a whole foods eater. I'm into like, you know, healthy living and all that stuff. I've actually done a YouTube video on it. Um, in the past, you scroll back towards the beginning. I have like the six ways, I think, or something that I had um, switched to a more plant-based diet. But the thing is, 
my first suggestion is don't have bad stuff in your house. It's really easy not to eat bad stuff. Like in my house, it's so hard to eat bad stuff. <laughs> like somebody comes over, they're like, oh, I just want some junk food. What do you have? And I'm like, um, nothing. Like literally we don't buy. So what happens is um, if you cannot buy it, it's better. But if you have to have it in the house, make it super annoying to get to or almost in a place where you can't remember you almost had it there. For example, have you ever gone in your fridge and then as you're cleaning out your fridge or you're looking for something, you realize there's some food item that's like way in the back shelf of the top shelf or the bottom or the mid shelf and you're like, oh my gosh, this is still here? Ew, I thought I threw this away. And then you're like, oh, and it like ended up going bad. Now, I'm not suggesting wasting food. I'm saying put things that could be less visible in the back because there's a tendency for the human being to eat what's visible first. So definitely put, like I mentioned before, like the fruits and veg and things up in the front and put things that you should try to deter yourself to eat in the back. Yeah, psychologically, you know it's there. But my point is it's less likely when you have to struggle to the back or you didn't see it as fast, your mind is not going to it. Or in the cupboards, like my favorite thing is if I have a couple things that I want to keep in the house that are not so good for everyone, I put them way up high on like the top shelf. You know like that shelf in your kitchen, like you have to get like a chair to get on. You got to get like a stool because it's so irritating how you have to climb in the counter. Like I put things really in an annoying place that I would not want to, I'm like, you know what forget it I'll just eat like something else so that is a really good deterrent for people who are having issues with food and the last one I'll suggest is just social media and by the way these are all really great things to do before Ramadan comes and like I've mentioned before like in Ramadan I'm going to be doing a lot of habit bad habit breaking and building new habits and I have like a secret weapon coming for you guys that I've been working on and I have like a community a Facebook um Ramadan challenge only for Ramadan where I'm going to give away four prizes in four weeks to keep you motivated and to have us like celebrate Ramadan together and I think that's like super special because it you're so much more motivated when you're doing it in a group and I think we could have the best Ramadan ever which is why I also am going to be um, opening my course about that time and it's called three steps to the best Ramadan ever and year ever to be honest because I'm going to show you the secret way that it's actually a step even deeper that I've never showed you guys that my um, I know I do my checklist and how I plan my week but this is way way deeper and this is actually the real real key because I do that stuff but I also periodically do this stuff I'm going to show you quarterly and if you do this in Ramadan I'm telling you there's no way inshallah you're not going to see an extreme difference in Ramadan for the first time so I decided to put that together because I've heard people ask so many times for this these particular things I'm like you know what I'm just going to put it at the most but a good time of the year, which is Ramadan, where like all the doors are open of mercy and it'll be so much, that'd be like double whammy, right? Like I give you the secret weapon and then it's in the time of like the secret weapon of the year by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So like, inshallah, you'll see, you'll see, I'll have it come down the pipeline. But the last thing I want to tell you is for the social media, right? Again, try to do these things before Ramadan, make them habitual. So when Ramadan comes, you're not just like starting to do them in Ramadan when you could be focusing on the high level ibadah that you're like the high level worship that you're trying to do okay so with the social media I know this some people are gonna say this maybe sounds unrealistic but it's not guys like to me it's like where there's a will there's a way if you're gonna really be serious about changing things then it's kind of like you know you need some skin in the game put your money where your mouth is and actually do something different so what I suggest to people is like to delete social media apps from your phone 
And, you know, when you do it and say, well, the only way I'm going to be able to get on that app is if I re-download it again, check it, and then I delete it. I mean, because everything's saved. You know how it is. It's all by passwords these days. It's not like you're deleting the data. You make it super annoying. It's like unplugging that TV where it's like, oh, to get on Instagram, I'm going to have to download Instagram and then go back on Instagram. It's all about breaking habits, guys. I mean, you don't have to do these things forever. But if you want to, like, intensely break a habit, make it super difficult to do a bad habit and these are just some suggestions these are just like maybe the tv and the phone and the food and the social media these are just like a couple suggestions but when you sit with yourself for those five to ten minutes and you say like what could I put in my path that'd be easy tweaks to do you know something a little bit better or what could I do to impede myself to make it hard to create friction around doing bad habits you're going to see a crazy difference, inshallah. And so, you know, those are things are just suggestions. There's so many more. And please DM me on Instagram if you have any other ones because I want to hear them and I want to help share them. I could um, shout you out on, on a new suggestion you gave. So, Jazakla here. All right, let's just wrap it up and think about a summary of what we just talked about. So, we already mentioned in the beginning that, like, the human behavior is that we naturally gravitate to what requires the least amount of work. We're kind of a little lazy and we want to do whatever is the easiest. That's all right. Use it for our benefit. Next, think about creating an environment where doing the right thing is as easy as possible. So again, that's that five to 10 minute conversation. You can survey your house. Like I would do five to 10 minutes surveying my environment, my house, five to 10 minutes for my job, then five, 10 minutes of thinking of like actual habits that I want to do, like lose weight or something like that. Come on, guys. If we can't spend five to ten minutes on ourselves, that's pretty sad to put our life in order. So there's 24 hours in a day. You don't even have to do those five to ten minutes in one day, like the three of them or whatever. You could do like one a day. But the point is, get that stuff done. You'll be amazed at how much time you have. So make the environment as easy as possible. If it means moving the furniture in your house, putting things in different places, putting a notebook like... um. For people who struggle with um, the organization piece and stuff, I have my planner right next to my bed at night. So right before I go to bed, I, I like empty my brain of everything that's going to think about in my bed and keep me up all night. I plan for the next day. So I'm already primed at what I have to do the next day. Then I wake up and do it. Like that's what gives you success. It's those little moves that do that type of stuff. So create that successful environment where it's easy to do good things then reduce the friction associated with the good behaviors like if there's something that you know whatever that you could take out of your environment that's going to make it easier increase the friction though increase the friction associated with the bad behaviors make it harder for you to do those bad behaviors when the friction's high the habits are going to be difficult those bad habits and just overall just prime your environment to make future actions even easier you know just think about priming the environment changing the design of the environment and you know in the beginning of this podcast you might have said hey I can't do anything about the fact that I live with my in-laws hey I can't do anything about the fact they have this tiny apartment yes you can guys don't be mad at me yes you can that's just your negative self-talk can you change everything no but can you change a lot of small things yeah, when we, we totally focus on the positive and we can't keep always being negative in ourselves. And you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He calls for us to be grateful and to focus on the good in our life. So I'm sure there's plenty of good. When you're upset, it's hard to see it, and I totally feel you. I did a ton of recent podcasts, guys, all about getting to positive thought and things like that. Maybe you want to go back and listen to those first. You can get a little bit more motivated, and that's okay. That's why I made them. But definitely, definitely try this out. I suggest it. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easier for you to achieve more by um, doing less or with less effort. 
And I will see you guys again on Friday, inshallah, bismillah. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.